Today is the sixth day of this March 2023 seven-day session. And today we'll take up a koan from the Mumankan, number 13, Toksan carries his bowls. <clears throat> and the case reads like this. One day, Tokusan came down to the dining room carrying his bowls. Seppo, the cook, called out to him, Old master, where are you going with your bowls when the bell has not rung and the drum has not sounded? Toksan turned at once and went back to his own room. Seppo told this occurrence to Ganto, who remarked, Great master though he is, Toksan has not yet grasped the last word of Zen. <clears throat> Hearing of this, Toksan sent his attendant to ask Ganto to come and said to him, Do you not approve of me? Ganto leaned over and whispered his reply to him. Toksan said nothing further. The next day in his Taisho, Toksan was different from usual. Ganto, going towards the front of the hall, clapping his hands and laughing, said, what a happy thing. The old man has now grasped the last word of Zen. From now on, nobody will be able to get the better of him. <clears throat> That's the case, and we'll, uh, we'll take up the commentary in the verse later. At the, at the time of this story, uh, Toksan or Deshan, this is Chinese name, his actual name. <clears throat> By the way, Ganto is Yanto, and uh, Seppo is Suifeng, both their Chinese names. But since uh, <clears throat> a lot of what I've got is in the Chinese, in the Japanese version, we'll, we'll just stick with Toksan and Ganto and Seppo. <clears throat> Three pretty famous guys. So at the time, he's, uh, Toksan was about 80 years old, something like this. It's, it's actually uh, three years before his death. So he's, he's, he's an old man. He's the old guy. But it, uh, maybe it's good to appreciate what this guy was when he was young. This is the Toksan who uh, <clears throat> appears in case number 28 of the Mumonkan. Ryotan blows out a candle. And uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to just pick up what's in the commentary because this is a good description of who this, this guy was when he first came to Zen. Mumon says, 
before Toksan left his native place, his mind burned and his tongue was sharp. He confidently, confidently came to the south in order to stamp out the special transmission outside the sutras. <clears throat> of course, that's the slogan of the Zen school. When he reached the road to Reishu, I think that's Longtan as the Chinese, he asked an old woman at a roadside tea stand for something to refresh the mind. This is actually the name, uh, I guess the colloquial name for dumplings, mind fresheners or mind refreshers. <clears throat> and the old woman said, venerable monk, what are all those books you're carrying on your back? And he was loaded down. He was, uh, Toksan was a, a commentator on the Diamond Sutra, an expert. And when he went south to exterminate the devils, he brought all his commentaries along with him. So he's loaded up. <clears throat> and the woman notices and says, well, what, what, what are those notes <clears throat> and commentaries on the Diamond Sutra? <clears throat> Actually, what are those notes? And Toksan said, they're my notes and commentaries on the Diamond Sutra. And the woman said, Oh, I hear it is said in that sutra, past mind cannot be grasped, present mind cannot be grasped, future mind cannot be grasped. Now, which mind, venerable monk, are you going to have refreshed? <clears throat> Toksan was dumbfounded and unable to answer, answer. Even so, he did not die the great death at the old woman's words and finally asked her, is there a Zen teacher nearby? The woman replied, Rotan lives five miles from here, and Toksan <clears throat> headed there. It says here, arriving at Rotan's monastery, Toksan was deflated. <clears throat> what's, what's remarkable here is how he was able to take this to heart. Here he's coming down this special expert, uh, full of vim and vigor, uh, ready to take on all challengers. And when this old woman throws up her seemingly simple question, he takes it to heart. Remember that he knows that the Diamond Sutra is long and profound. I'm sure he had <clears throat> access to a lot of reasoning and commentary and uh, could have said a few things. Present mind, past mind, future mind. But he was awake. He saw that he didn't know. Don't know, say you don't know.
this, uh, this koan, this particular koan, describes Toksan's awakening in his meeting with, uh, with Ryutan. <clears throat> we probably don't have time to, to go into that. Um, but I just want to uh, read uh, what he was like after his meeting when he came to his awakening. The next day, uh, Ryutan, the teacher, entered the hall and declared to the assembly, among you there is a fellow whose teeth are like swords and whose mouth is like a bowl of blood. Strike him with a stick and he won't turn his head. One day he will climb to the highest of all peaks and establish our way there. Toksan then placed his notes and commentaries on the Diamond Sutra in front of the Dharma Hall and holding up a torch declared, even though one masters various profound teachings, it is like placing a single hair in vast space. Even if one gains all the essential knowledge in the world, it's like throwing a drop of water into a deep ravine. And with that, he set fire to his books. And then making his bows, he left. <clears throat> we see, uh, we see, Toksan in, in other koans uh, <clears throat> after this awakening, visiting other monasteries. Uh, and he, uh, he gained a reputation as a stern teacher. He was uh, famous for saying, if you can give me a word, I'll give you 30 blows of my stick. If you can't give me a word, I'll give you 30 blows of my stick. <clears throat> Here he is today, <clears throat> quiet old man. Empty. wouldn't describe him as fellow with a mouth full of blood. But he still is iron through and through. <clears throat> when Ryotan said, hit him with a stick and he won't turn his head, And you see how that leads to criticism, and he won't even you won't even ruffle a feather. Seppo says to him in her koan, <clears throat> "Old master, where are you going with your bowls when the bell is not rung?" The drum is not sounded. What's wrong with you? Toksan, completely empty, turns and goes back to his room. This is the same guy. 
<clears throat> now he's old. But still, nothing to defend. I read uh, uh, a commentary or a, a little verse written <clears throat> Uh, it's quoted by Shibayama in his commentary on this koan uh, about this, uh, this nature of Toksan. It says, as the wind sways the pussy willows, velvet beads wave through the air. As the rain falls on the pear blossoms, white butterflies fill the sky. moving through his life so smoothly, so, so empty. Some other master commented, he stealthily goes under heaven and quietly walks the earth. This is, this is the culmination of a lifetime of refinement. This is the, the beauty, the dignity of an old monk or an old practitioner. There's a little passage <clears throat> that we didn't read from Shengyan. He says, one day when I was a young monk, I met a very old and highly respected Dharma master. Whenever he said anything, everybody listened to him with great respect. I admired him so much that I even envied him a bit. I said to him, I wish I could get older more quickly so that people would listen to me like they listened to you. The old Dharma master smiled and said, well, yes. It is true that people listen to me nowadays. It's about time they did so. <laughs> I am about to die. In Buddhism, there is a saying that monks should never be afraid of getting old because when they are truly antique, they will be treated like treasure. People think a monk has a deep practice because he has meditated for so many years, so they respect him and make him into a jewel. <clears throat> A wise old master might even receive the title national treasure. Naturally, once you are a national treasure, you are very close to death. By the time everyone is listening to you, you will not have many days more in this life. And still no fuss. <clears throat> Just something wonderful about the transition from this amazing phenomenon, this man who went, went south, long journey on foot in order to root out the demons of the Zen school. He said, I think I'll exterminate them 
to repay the kindness of the Buddha. <laughs> sort of like a, uh, a conquistador. And then on his way, just like Saul in the Bible, he had a conversion, a conversion experience. <clears throat> Everything changed. Became a true Dharma vessel. So remarkable about someone like this, and not to this degree, certainly, but we see it often in, in older people. I'm still young, by the way. There's just, there's nothing they need to defend. They're, as we said the other day, they're comfortable in their own skin. If you correct them, they move with the correction. <clears throat> They're not affected by what are called the eight worldly winds. Can't remember what all the different winds are, but gain and loss, praise and blame, <clears throat> those are certainly four of them. There's a story about a famous Chinese poet who lived across a river, a pretty wide river, from a famous Zen master, and they were good friends. And uh, one day he came over to the master's side to visit him, and the master wasn't there. He was out somewhere. And so he uh, left a little note, you know, I came and you weren't here. And then he signed it. Um, <clears throat> Not sure what his name is, but I'll call him Li Po, just because that's a name that pops into my mind. He signed it Li Po, the great Zen adept who was unmoved by the eight worldly winds. And when the master came back and saw his note, he sent a note back across the river with just one word. It's the word for fart. And uh, it wended its way across the river and hit its target. And the poet came steaming back and said, we are such good friends. We've always been, how could you, how could you show such disrespect? <clears throat> and the master seemed generally puzzled. And he said, well, what do you mean? <clears throat> and he showed him the note and the word, fart. And uh, the master said, oh, the great adept Li Po, blown across the river by a puff of wind from the anus. <clears throat> so we've got Toksan, and then there's two other actors in this play. Uh, known their, their Japanese names are Ganto and Seppo, very famous. Uh, <clears throat> many descendants, especially of Seppo. Of the two of them, 
Ganto was senior, although um, when I looked it up, he's a little bit younger than Seppo. But uh, Seppo's uh, role, of course, was, as we saw, the head cook in the monastery. And uh, Ganto, I don't know, perhaps he was something like head of Zendo, <clears throat> whatever the, the titles were. And they were fast friends. And uh, in a way, Ganto was, was Seppo's second teacher. Uh, he was quite a seasoned monk, quite, quite capable and adept, as we can see in this koan. <clears throat> There's a story about the two of them took place uh, after this koan, after he'd messed with Seppo's mind, <clears throat> as we saw in the case, looking for the last word of Zen. So a few years later, the two of them were traveling together in a snowstorm. I'm reading now from uh, Zen's Chinese Heritage, this compendium uh, put together by Andy Ferguson, ancient Chinese masters. I'm going to translate their names into Japanese so we're consistent. So when Seppo was traveling with Ganto on Tortoise Mountain, they were temporarily stuck in an inn during a snowstorm. Each day, Ganto spent the entire day sleeping. Seppo spent each day sitting in Zen meditation, <clears throat> sitting in Zazen. One day Seppo called out, Elder brother, elder brother, get up. Ganto said, what is it? Seppo said, don't be idle. Monks on pilgrimage have profound knowledge as their companion. This companion must accompany us at all times. But here today, all you're doing is sleeping. Ganto shot back. Just eat your fill and sleep. Sitting there in meditation all the time is like becoming some clay figure in a villager's hut. In the future, you'll just spook the men and women of the village. Seppo pointed to his own chest and said, I feel unease here. I don't dare cheat myself. Cheat myself by not practicing diligently. <clears throat> that tension in the chest. How many of us feel that? Something's still blocked. Ganto says, I always say that someday you'll build a cottage on a lonely mountain peak and expound a great teaching. Yet still you talk like this. And Seppo said, I'm truly anxious. Ganto said, if that's really so, then Reveal your understanding, and where it is correct, I'll confirm it for you. Where it's incorrect, I'll root it out. And then Seppo proceeded to tell him about various awakening experiences that he'd had <clears throat> with, with Toksan and other times. Including one, and he said, that moment was like the bottom falling out of a bucket of water. And Ganto said to him, haven't you heard it said that 
And then he quotes, what comes in through the front gate isn't the family jewels. And Seppel said, then in the future, what should I do? And Ganto said, in the future, if you want to expound a great teaching, as if you want to come to complete awakening and, and help others, <clears throat> then it must flow forth from your own breast. In the future, your teaching and mine will cover heaven and earth. <clears throat> and at this, Seppo had his great enlightenment. <clears throat> he bowed and said, Elder brother, at last today on Tortoise Mountain, I've attained the way. You can say this is just a culmination of what was started when Seppo <clears throat> boasted about besting Toksan. These guys were traveling together probably in part, well, one, of course, they were, they were friends, they were deeply close, but this was also a dangerous time in China. Um, there were bandits everywhere. This is right at the end of the Tang Dynasty. <clears throat> and uh, not long after the uh, Buddhist persecutions of 845, at that time, Ganto would have been about 17 years old, and it sounds like, uh, from what I've read, he had to leave, the, like many of the monks, had to leave the monasteries, and he was for a while a ferryman on a, on a lake. Both of these guys became teachers. Ganto uh, did not live as long as, uh, as Seppo. And uh, let me just tell you the story of his death. It's again from Andy Ferguson. During the chaos at the end of the Tang Dynasty, bandits were to be found everywhere. The congregation, this is at, at Ganto's temple, the congregation all left the temple to hide in the forest. Ganto alone stayed at the temple where he sat in meditation. <clears throat> so he doesn't just sleep all the time. One day, the head of the bandits came to the temple. Enraged because there was no booty there, he brandished his knife and stabbed Ganto. Ganto remained composed and then let out a resounding scream and died. The sound was heard for 10 miles around. Some hundreds of years later, this story totally threw the great Zen master Hakuin. This was a koan for him. After attaining the way, how could Ganto die like that?
Seppo outlived Ganto by quite a bit and had uh, many great disciples, including the great Yunmen, Uman, also appears in the koans <clears throat> repeatedly. Was a, this was a rocky period in China, and yet the uh, brilliance, the, the strength of the Zen school is maybe unsurpassed in the whole history of Zen. When things are difficult, we take them to heart. Great is the matter of birth and death. <clears throat> so let's come back to the koan here. First, we have Seppo correcting Toksan. And then Ganto. Ganto's well aware that there's nothing. Toksan is all right, right to the bottom. You would think, you know, as a compassionate elder brother, he would correct Seppo, straighten him out. But <clears throat> this, is, this is more like, like improv says, after Seppo boasts about getting the best of, of Toksan, uh, Ganto goes with it. Says, yeah, yeah, um, great master that he is, he still doesn't have that last word of Zen. He's <clears throat> just taken Seppo and thrown him with his own momentum. <clears throat> and then... Toksan hears about this and sends his attendant to call, call Ganto and says, do you not approve of me? What do you think? Is Toksan concerned that maybe he's coming off poorly in others' eyes? This is the man you can hit with a stick and he won't turn his head. <clears throat> and then Ganto leans over and whispers something to him. What is that something? Is that that last word of Zen? Well, it seems like it is because the next day, Toksan's different. Doesn't say how he's different. Maybe he's uh, more animated than usual. Maybe his eyes twinkle a little more. <clears throat> He's special. <laughs> Doesn't need to be special, but <clears throat> if it's called for, evidently, he can be special. And then Ganto takes it from there and makes a huge production. What a happy thing. The old man has now grasped the last word of Zen from now on, nobody will be able to get the better of him. 
and everybody's scratching their heads. What went on? What happened? What is the last word of Zen? Now we have Mumon coming in with his commentary. As for what is called the last word of Zen, neither Ganto nor Torxan have ever heard of such a thing, even in a dream. When you look into the matter carefully, they are like puppets on a shelf. <clears throat> really, this whole thing is like a play, and uh, the maestro is Ganto. It's really kind of dizzyingly brilliant what he's doing here. Then we have Mumon's verse. If you understand the first word of Zen, you understand the last. The last word or the first, it is not a word. We know this. This is the slogan of the Zen school, a teaching beyond words and letters. This is why Toksan first came to the south to root out the Zen devils. <clears throat> Disregard for the words of the Buddha. So if Zen is not a word, and if there is no last word of Zen, then what is it? What is it that can flow out from our breast? What is it that's our true nature at rock bottom? We've had from the very beginning. Everyone, everyone. How can we wake up to what we really are? How can we simply be who we really are? plain and simple and direct and straight ahead. We're like one in water crying, I thirst. <clears throat> We're in the last Part of Sashin, we still have over a day. Everyone here sat hard for six days. What can we find? 
<clears throat> what can we let go of? What can we release? <clears throat> what is clearly shown to our eyes? <clears throat> Time is up. We'll stop now and recite the four vows. <clears throat> 